You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. Great to have you guys along. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. On today's show, Tennessee linebacker Henry Toa Toa finally announces he is indeed transferring to Alabama, but will he be immediately eligible to play? We'll give you the latest on where the SEC stands on the new transfer rule. And only two weeks remain of SEC baseball action. We'll tell you who still has some work to do before they head to the postseason after uh, recapping what happened this past weekend. And the SEC softball bracket is set for this week. We'll give a rundown of who is looking to make a run in Tuscaloosa. I am Chris Gordy. Be sure to follow Locked on SEC for free. Wherever you get your podcast, you'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each and every day. All right, let's jump into it. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the handoff. Around the conference. Well, we just told you a second ago, but Henry Toa Toa is staying in the SEC, the former Tennessee standout linebacker, crossing sides in the third Saturday of October, transferring to Alabama. He entered the transfer portal back in January, but he made the announcement over the weekend on his social media accounts that uh, he will be heading to Alabama. There was some chatter that he could be eyeing Ohio State or a few other schools. He's a native of Concord, California. He was the number 44 overall prospect in the 2019 class, signed with Tennessee over a ton of SEC schools, led the Volunteers with 76 tackles and 10 tackles for a loss as a sophomore in 2020. In his, in his two seasons at Tennessee, he played in 23 games, made 22 starts, earned freshman All-American honors back in 2019. The big question now is, you know, if the SEC votes will allow immediate eligibility to intra-conference transfers. If the conference gives Toa Toa the green light to suit up, you're going to see him in Alabama season opener against the Miami Hurricanes in Atlanta on September 4th. And, of course, October 23rd, the date to circle when Alabama and Tennessee play. Now, the NCAA is saying they're going to allow immediate eligibility and Kind of thought that the SEC will allow it, but uh, a lot of players will be affected if they do not allow uh, players to transfer and be immediately eligible at other SEC schools this year. But a big pickup for Nick Saban in Alabama, obviously a big loss for the Tennessee Volunteers, but uh, they've known for some time that he was on his way out the door. There's some good news for Tennessee. Josh Heupel picked up commitment number four for Tennessee's 2022 recruiting class all over the weekend. Cincinnati native Brody Foley announced his pledge to the Volunteers on social media. He has tw- had 26 scholarship offers, including Arkansas, Auburn, and Kentucky. He was showing interest in some Big Ten schools, but ultimately committed to the Vols. According to 24-7 Sports, 6'6", 235 pounds, is rated a three-star, uh, number 16 recruit out of the state of Ohio, and the number 28 tight end nationally. Florida, they added the sixth commitment to their 2022 class with a commitment from a wide receiver from the state of Georgia by the name of Isaiah Bond. He also runs track for Buford High. He is listed at six foot, 175 pounds. He's a three-star, the number 50th overall athlete, and the number 57 Georgia recruit. He had uh, 25 scholarship offers, including from the likes of Alabama and Georgia. 
He uh, does have some planned official visits coming over the summer to Florida, Alabama, and Texas. It's unclear if he will take those, but a good commitment there for Florida. Meanwhile, Arkansas, they picked up a commitment, uh, number 10, for their class next year already. Four-star in-state offensive lineman Marion Harris. to stand out, made his announcement Sunday on campus, posted it to his Twitter account. He's six foot seven, 370 pounds, rated a four-star athlete, the number three recruit in the state of Arkansas, the number 35 offensive tackle in this class. He's from Little Rock. He had 13 scholarship offers from Alabama, Georgia, Mississippi State, Missouri, A&M. But uh, he did start receiving SEC offers when he was just 13 years old. As you can see, you know, just by his size, sounds like he could start immediately at Arkansas. But monster pickup for Sam Pittman and crew with uh, Marion Harris committing. Over at Kentucky, or rather, over at Mississippi State, Jameer Calvin is reuniting with Mike Leach as a former Washington statewide receiver. He announced on social media he is heading to the Bulldogs. Kind of become a trend over in Starkville as Calvin will join former Cal wideout Makai Polk as receivers to transfer to Mississippi State this offseason because of injury. Calvin redshirted during Leach's final year in 2019, but as a redshirt junior last year, he started all four games at the Z receiver spot at 17 catches, 183 yards, and a touchdown. He also matched a career high with seven catches, set a career high with 104 receiving yards, including an eight-yard touchdown at Utah. When Mike Leach was still at Washington State, Calvin played in 13 games, each as a freshman and sophomore. As a high school prospect, he was a four-star recruit playing the U.S. Army All-American game, so... Mike Leach taking on transfers from all over the place and uh, going to be a lot of new faces for the Mississippi State Bulldogs this year. And over in Kentucky, one of the top prospects in the state of Kentucky has Mark Stoops' program in his top group. Louisville standout Cela Brown in Kentucky in his top 10, along with the likes of Boston College, Cincinnati, and others. His tweet says he will focus on those, those two 10 schools moving forward. He's got about uh, 20 scholarship offers, but associate head coach and recruiting coordinator Vince Marrow is uh, leading his commitment, or his recruitment rather. Brown is rated as a four-star recruit, number three recruit in the state of Kentucky, a six-foot-two, 270-pound athlete. Over in basketball, Will Wade just picked up a monster commitment over at LSU. Five-star center Efton Reed. Announced his pledge to LSU on Sunday. Reed announced it on social media. LSU extended its scholarship offer to Reed, the prospect's 15th offer just last week. But ahead of his pledge to the Tigers, 6'11", 225-pounder from Richmond, Virginia, had been showing interest in the likes of Florida State and NC State. He's currently at the IMG Academy in Florida, played his junior season for the Stewart School in Virginia. What a uh, monster pickup for... LSU and Coach Will Wade. And lastly, one of the stories we didn't get to uh, discuss because it happened on a, you know, Friday and heading into the weekend, but Jimbo Fisher had all the college football world talking this past week, speaking to the Houston Touchdown Club, and he was asked about beating Alabama. The questioner replied he needed Nick Saban to retire, and Jimbo Fisher replied Texas A&M would, quote, beat his ass while Saban was still coach. Fisher was also very complimentary of Saban's program, but the beat-his-ass comment got all the attention. While some think Fisher has made a grave mistake in doing that, uh, Paul Feinbaum 
said he saw nothing wrong with Fisher's answer during an ESPN appearance a couple days ago. Paul Feinbaum said, I think Jimbo Fisher is smarter than all of us. I've heard all the commentators up and down the dial say, oh, that was stupid. Don't poke the bear. What difference does it make? Jimbo Fisher has met Nick Saban four times as a head coach, one at FSU, three at A&M. He's lost by 23 points. Feinbaum said, what's Saban going to say? Well, I'm going to beat him by twice that amount by, you know, in this one. Yeah, don't forget something else. Jimbo Fisher has paid a $75 million contract, and he is speaking in front of his fans you don't go up to the podium with your head down, your tail tucked, and say, no, we just can't beat Nick Saban. So you say exactly what he said. And so he is, uh, we'll see what Texas A&M is able to do against Alabama. I know Nick Saban was asked it by the media a couple days ago. His response, Saban had a really funny response saying, beat me in what, golf? But uh, it could happen eventually. Look, if Jimbo's going to live up to that price tag that they're paying at a and he's got to eventually break through and win the SEC West one of these years, right? You got to beat LSU, you got to beat Alabama, you got to beat Auburn, but Alabama's the one ever since A&M came into the conference, the first Johnny Manziel year, they beat Alabama that year. Ever since then, it's been all Bama in that series. And that is around the conference. When we return, we'll hit on some uh, SEC baseball as well as some SEC softball news. Stay there. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way for you to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. You can track all of it at betonline.ag. We've got tons of stuff going on with the NBA playoffs winding down. Only a handful of games for a lot of the teams in the regular season. That means you want to be ready to go. You want to have your account set up when the playoffs get here so you can get in on all the NBA playoffs MLB Nightly Action, UFC, MMA, all of it. You can head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. And best of all, if you head over to their website right now, you can sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Use the promo code LOCKEDON at BetOnline. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game ahead of the NBA playoffs and much more. BetOnline, they are your online sportsbook experts. Run along here, Locked on SEC. Appreciate you guys for listening and subscribing. Just going around the conference moments ago, and now we want to kind of go around what happened in uh, the SEC baseball world over the weekend as uh, we start with number one ranked Arkansas. Took two out of three against Georgia, winning games one and three of the series. It was the Arkansas Razorbacks' eighth consecutive SEC series win. And they are now 36-9 overall, 17-7 in the SEC. And the Razorbacks sit alone atop the Western Division, owning a one-game lead ahead of second-place Mississippi State. Still a lot of baseball to be played, but Arkansas certainly in the driver's seat. Story from Arkansas over the weekend. Their reliever, Kevin Copps, he has been otherworldly this season. The right-hander, once again magnificent out of the bullpen on Sunday, tossing four to third scoreless innings, five strikeouts, to lift number one Arkansas to a 5-3 win on Mother's Day over Georgia. For the year, Cops now owns a nation-best 0.72 ERA to go with 83 strikeouts in 49 and two-thirds innings of relief work. That is very impressive, and 
It's a big piece of why Arkansas has been so good this year. Number two ranked Vanderbilt. They went 2-0 in their weekend series against Alabama. Why 2-0? Well, Sunday's game was canceled due to weather, so unfortunately uh, we'll not be making that game up. But the Commodores, some question marks with them. They did not have Jack Leiter available for his start on Saturday, but Patrick Riley, he picked up the slack. Nine strikeouts and seven strong innings of work. Vandy holds strong postseason-wise with a series win over the Tide. But now all eyes turn to Jack Leiter's health moving forward. Vandy says they just gave him the weekend off to rest, but he and Kumar Rocker are two of the big reasons why uh, Vandy is poised to make a big postseason run. If Jack Leiter is not available for any uh, part of that, that'll be uh, big to not have him. But, of course, uh, like we mentioned, Patrick Riley picked up the slack and you know filled in well, but Vandy's going to need Jack Leiter to make a long postseason run in Omaha. Number four ranked Mississippi State. They took two out of three over the weekend at South Carolina. The Bulldogs were punishing South Carolina 9-1 to one on Saturday before the uh, Gamecocks made it a respectable 9-6 uh, to six game. But uh, Will Bednar, very terrific for the Bulldogs. 13 strikeouts, no walks, and six innings of work. While uh, Tanner Allen hit a triple at four hits, knocked in three runs. But State let Sunday's game slip away, losing that one 4-3 in extra innings. So... Congrats to the Gamecocks to at least steal one of those. But uh, Mississippi State, happy with the series win, taking two out of three. Number five ranked Tennessee. Kind of a ho-hum expected weekend for the Volunteers. They clinched a series sweep over Missouri. On Saturday, Luke Lipschitz had a home run, two hits and four ribbies. Drew Gilbert, he had three hits and four ribbies. Liam Spence, he chipped in a three-hit performance of all bats were just really good all weekend as they outscored the Tigers 26-10 in the series. Tennessee rolls on as one of the more impressive, not really surprise teams, but I don't know if anybody thought Tennessee was going to be this good this year. Number 10, Florida. They took two out of three at Kentucky after needing some heroics from Kendrick Kalilau on Friday night to even the series against Kentucky. The Surging Gators left zero doubt on Saturday in a 9-2 win over Kentucky to win the series. Florida second-year freshman Hunter Barco was terrific against UK, striking out 10, allowed just two hits and six and two-thirds shutout innings, while Jacob Young led the uh, charge offensively for the Gators with four hits and four ribbies. So Florida remains in really good shape from a uh, hosting standpoint for the postseason. Number 12, Ole Miss. What is going on with these guys? They dropped two out of three at Texas A&M. They lose the game on Friday. They bounce back impressively on Saturday with a 12-7 victory. One of the coolest moments in that game on Saturday occurred when Tim Elko, who was playing with a torn ACL, led the SEC with 36 ribbies, led the Rebels in doubles, home runs, and total bases when he suffered that torn ACL about a month ago. Just came back to the field uh, not too long ago, and on Saturday he delivered his first hit since returning from that April 5th ACL injury. And delivered with a three-run home run to right field. Came in the seventh inning. Vote was a 9-2 lead over Texas A&M. And he sent the home run opposite field over the right field wall. Rebels went on to win that with 12-7. But really cool to see Tomelko crossing home plate. And uh, really excited with his teammates. But unfortunately for the Rebels, they dropped the rubber match of the series 6-5 on Sunday. So the Aggies... Uh, big series win for them, but Ole Miss really just been up and down the last few weeks. 
story for A&M, it was the weekend of Will, Will Frizzell in Bryan College Station. Uh, the first baseman was undoubtedly a series MVP. Hit a walk-off home run on Friday night. In the rubber game, he had two homers, including the go-ahead grand slam in the seventh. Finished the weekend with five dingers and 11 RBIs. Really nice weekend for him. But Texas A&M, they end the series 7-17 and in SEC play. If the season ended today, the Aggies would have the number 12 seed in the SEC tournament. Uh, Auburn sits at 6-18. and Missouri sits at 5-19. and So those would be your two teams out. A&M will play Auburn this coming weekend. Georgia, they did pick up a big win from a, a bubble standpoint on Saturday night in that 7-3 win over Arkansas. Jaden Woods threw four shutout innings out of the bullpen while Ben Harris finished the contest with two and a third shutout frames. With the win, Georgia is now 36 in the RPI with an 11-12 and 12 league record. Well, that was on Saturday, but uh, Georgia, they'll be in the SEC tournament, but I think a lot of these teams wondering, you know, are they going to get into a regional? They're going to have to go on the road. Who's hosting? Who's not? Uh, LSU, by the way, they picked up a series win at Auburn, taking two out of three. So LSU, as of now, they're projected to be in the SEC tournament in Hoover along with Texas A&M, but uh, we'll see if uh, Auburn and Missouri remain as the two teams that will be on the outside looking in in Hoover in a couple of weeks. And that is your look at the SEC Baseball Weekend and where we stand moving forward. When we return, we'll discuss SEC Baseball as their tournament gets started this week, and we'll give you what to watch for there. Need to remind you guys, Built Bar, they are the best-tasting protein bar out there. What's your favorite Built Bar flavor? Well, if you haven't tried them yet, you need to go to BuiltBar.com. And I always recommend people try the variety pack where you get a ton of different flavors. You get to try which one that you enjoy the most. But when you talk to anybody who is a fan of Built Bar, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. Uh, you got the coconut, you got cherry, you got raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. They've got something for everybody. My favorite, of course, is the cookies and cream. I tell you guys about it all the time because it is packed with protein. 17 grams of protein in there, only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams net carbs. It is the best. If you haven't tried all of them, you can get that mixed box like I was telling you. You get two of each of their main nine flavors, all tasty, all healthy. You can order today, get that raspberry or mint brownie or whatever you like. Just go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. You will get a 15% off your first order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Guarantee you're going to find something you enjoy. Rolling along here, locked on SEC, recapping the weekend that was in the SEC. We already went around the conference, gave you all the uh, football tidbits and recruiting news and all that. Last segment, we broke down the uh, SEC baseball weekend and where teams are setting up as they head into their final two weeks of action in SEC baseball play. But SEC softball, they have concluded their regular season. It's time for the SEC softball tournament. As the regular season has come to a close on Sunday, the conference revealed the brackets for this year's tournament set to start, uh, of course, uh, Tuesday, tomorrow, at uh, Rhodes Stadium in Tuscaloosa. But Florida, they clinched a regular season conference co-championship to go with the Arkansas Razorbacks. Florida, 
uh, will be the tournament's number one seed. They topped Texas A&M 6-5 over the weekend with a walk-off home run. So Florida, the number one overall seed, while the co-champion Razorbacks will be the number two seed. So those guys get a uh, first-round bye. They will not play until the second round on Thursday, along with three-seed Alabama and four-seed Missouri. They all get opening round buys. They all start on Thursday. The tournament will begin tomorrow, Tuesday, with the first round game. South Carolina, the 13th seed, taking on the 12th seed Auburn Tigers. It will air at 6 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Eastern tomorrow night on the SEC Network. So the winner moves on. The loser is done. Uh, and then we'll get into the continuation of the first round on Wednesday. We'll start early, 11 a.m. Central, 12 Eastern. It'll be a nine-seed Mississippi State taking on eight-seed Ole Miss. Of course, all these games for you on the SEC Network. Following that one, roughly around 1.30 Central, 2.30 Eastern, it'll be uh, LSU, the five-seed, taking on the winner of that South Carolina-Auburn game. Later in the afternoon, 10-seed Texas A&M will take on seven-seed Tennessee around 5 o'clock Eastern. And then the nightcap on Wednesday night, it'll be 11-seed Georgia against 6-seed Kentucky. That game's slated for around 6.45 Central, 7.45 Eastern. And then, of course, uh, all the four top seeds get underway on Thursday. The number one seed, Florida, they will play the early game on Thursday, 11 a.m. Central, 12 Eastern. And 35 minutes following that one will be Missouri versus the winner of whoever they take on. Uh, and then as we go on, Arkansas, they will play somewhere in that uh, late afternoon, early evening time. And then the late game on Thursday evening will be Alabama and their game. And then it'll set up with Friday. We'll have the semifinal games at 4 p.m. Eastern uh, for the first one. The second game will follow that one. And then the championship game will be on Saturday uh, evening over on ESPN2. 6 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Central. So that is uh, how the things shape up for the SEC softball tournament. But really is uh, anybody's tournament. I mean, you talk about expectations coming into the season. Alabama was a team everybody had their eye on. They were absolutely loaded. A lot of people thought they were going to win the conference. Florida was up there as well. Arkansas was kind of the surprise team for a lot of people this year, and congrats to them uh, for uh, splitting the uh, regular season title with Florida, but uh, of course, uh, LSU, a very dangerous team at the five seed. Tennessee, uh, really good pitching. They're in there as a seven seed. Kentucky's always dangerous. So, going to be a lot of fun to watch the SEC softball tournament this week, getting underway tomorrow on the SEC network. And uh, of course, we'll keep you up to date with all the latest scores and who's doing what. And then, like we said, in two weeks, we'll get into the SEC baseball tournament. And uh, see who can make some noise there. But uh, exciting times, a lot going on with the SEC. Of course, the SEC uh, meetings will take place later this month where we'll get some clarity on the transfer rules for football. And then, uh, as we know, rolling along in May, go through June, get into July, we'll have SEC media days, and then we're off and running into start of fall practice. And another SEC football season will be here before we know it. But uh, that is going to do it for me, Chris Gordy. Appreciate all you guys for listening and subscribing to Locked On SEC, bringing you all the latest news when it comes to the Southeastern Conference. And real quick, do want to remind you guys, you can get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get 
your podcast. Talk to you guys tomorrow. We'll have some football segments throughout the week, some special guests as well. Make sure you subscribe. Locked on SEC. Talk to you guys tomorrow.